Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life podcast, and I am here with my co-anchor Ali Stagnita. Hi, Ali. Hi, guys. So excited <laughs> to be here today. And as always, if you're excited to listen, make sure you review us, give us five stars, let us know how much you love our guest today. I'm excited to have her here. <laughs> I am really excited to have her today. We have a wonderful guest, and we have so many questions. She's got tons of news, and she also. You know, she's a guest who keeps up on lots of things that we can ask her about. And so, everybody welcome Yvette O'Brown. Hi, Yvette. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> so, um, yes, um, you know, you are, you are one busy lady. You have not allowed quarantine the pandemic, anything to get in the way of everything that you are doing. And you've got a new show that's about to launch on Disney plus April 16th. Mm-hmm. It's that sounds so much fun. In fact, I watched the trailer and I'm doing, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be hooked. It is called big shot. Yes. Yes. We're airing on, um, on Disney plus and you know, you buried the lead there is a delicious John Stamos in this show. I mean, if there's ever a reason to tune into anything, it's John Stamos. Um, he plays Marvin Korn. He's a, just, uh, he's a, a basketball coach, a college basketball coach that kind of does something not great. And he ends up having to teach at a, or coach at a, a girl's, a girl's high school. And I play the, the Dean of students and I'm not happy he's there. And, you know, ballyhoo ensues. Yeah, really. I mean, I I saw you definitely don't look happy that he's Mm-mm. there and you are not going to let him get away with anything. No. Despite his uh, his uh, wonderful smile <laughs> and charm. <laughs> right. And charm. And it looks like the girls basketball team that he's there to coach also isn't going to let him just get away with anything. Yeah. What's great about the show is, you know, we've seen setups like this before where it's like the crusty guy comes in and he learns the girls are good. It's not that. It really is a show about second chances and forgiveness and um, learning about yourself and choosing to stand up for yourself when needed. And I feel like uh, Marvin's character learns as much as we learn and vice versa. Um, Every character on the show learns something about themselves and kind of blossoms in a way that's really beautiful. And it's, you know, it's it's a drama, but it's got a lot of fun and silliness and great comedic actors playing straight so little little silliness slips through all the time so it's really a great show and what was your draw to the character and this role in particular for you what I love about Sherilyn um one she's in charge but she doesn't rule with an iron fist if you pay attention to what she's saying and her face you can tell that there's a twinkle in her eye 
So even though she has to come a little rough and tumble sometimes with the, with the students and with Marvin Korn played by John, you can still see that she loves people. She's fighting for the good of people. Um, her ego is not in it. Um, and I just think that's a really interesting uh, needle to thread um, and just make sure that she stays tough, but still has softness to her and, and kindness to her, which I think, I think, I hope I managed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had you ever worked with John before? I, I, I mean, only in my mind. <laughs> I had been a fan. I'd been a fan of his since, you know, I used to watch General Hospital with my grandma when I was a kid and I watched him on General Hospital and, you know, through Full House. And he was on a great show called Grandfathered with uh, Josh Peck, who I did Drake and Josh with. So I met him years ago and we both were shooting on the CBS lot. <laughs> I kind of went and was like, can I meet that John Stamos? So, um, but I've never had the pleasure of working with him. And I, you know, when you get a new gig, you you ask your friends, those that have worked with him and Kelly Jenrette worked on Grandfather with him. And I called her, I said, Kelly, what's John like? And she said, I'll, I'm gonna tell you this and then you'll know. She said, every year on my birthday, I get a call. And oh. she's like, and he and I haven't worked together in like four years and he never forgets my birthday. So that's the kind of person that he is. He's lovely. Well, it seems like um, you you bonded with him, mm -hmm. and of course, like you seem to have bonded with your community co-stars. Mm -hmm. You were in community for like five, six five years, years. Five, five years, years. Wow. and um, I remember like you guys did a video together mm -hmm. to support Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, and that's that have been a few years. And so how close are you to the community team still? We're all really close. We, um, we have a group chat that we, uh, that is popping. It's popping all day. I got, we've already chatted back and forth like three or four times today alone. Oh. Um, so we always check in on each other and we share, you know, those that have, you know, have, have babies, we've shared baby pictures and pictures of our dogs and, you know, we're wishing each other well as we go on to all the different adventures. So we're really close. Well, we were really close as a cast. Like it's it's not something that came to be once we ended. We were always just each other's biggest fans on set. And I hope that that came through when you watch the show. A lot of the joy of each of these characters, it wasn't Annie enjoying Britta, it was Yvette enjoying Gilli Gillian. And it just showed up on screen as, as Shirley enjoying Britta, you know? So it was a lot of little stuff like that throughout. Now, speaking of, Bonnie brought up Joe Biden. Um, you are, there's a little segue to um, our vice president, <laughs> Kamala Harris, and yes. a strong woman. Um, and you are honoring many a strong woman um, at the Emily yes. List um, pre-Oscars gala. So the first but not mm -hmm. last virtual event, you are on the board of Emily's List um, and you um, are you're on the board of directors. And um, I, I just want to hear all about this and um, just the, what you're doing this year uh, for kind of a, a different event. It'll be different mm -hmm. from prior years. And well, also, for, oh, yeah, go ahead, Bonnie. I just, and if you don't mind also telling our audience a little more about Emily's List mm. because it's an incredible organization and they may not be aware of it yet and they should be. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, I threw up my sorority, my pinky for my sorority. I don't know. I can't, I don't know if our podcast is, is on screen or just sound, but I just threw up a pinky for Kamala Harris because we're both yeah. AKAs. We're in the same sorority. Um, but um, Emily's List is the premier organization that finds and helps uh, pro-choice Democratic women run for office, all kinds of office. And, and if we were to start to list all the, the women, the amazing women that they've helped uh, get into positions of, of service, we'd be here all day. Um, the great Ellen Malcolm created it. Uh, Stephanie Shriak, um took over as, as the, the leader of the organization. And I'm happy. I started on the Creative Coalition, which was the, 
the group of entertainment people that kind of say, hey guys, Emily, Emily, Emily's list is great, you know? And then I just segue now into being on the board, which is a great honor. So the <clears throat> first but not last um, Oscar event is an opportunity first to celebrate Kamala Harris and, and her, her mom telling her that she was, she, you know, whatever you do in life, you know, if you are the first, do not be the last. And as our first female uh, African-American and Asian um, vice president, we hope that she's not the last in that position. So we're going to have some really huge heavy hitters in the entertainment industry on our wonderful panel. There's Jane Fonda and Samantha Bee and Regina King and Lucy Liu and Chelsea Handler. Like it's like a cornucopia of talented women. It's amazing. So they're going to uh, be on a panel that we're going to have um, on April 20th. And then um, I'm going to be talking to Congresswoman Lucy McBath for a little bit. And we have Emily Kane, who's um, wonderful for Emily's list. She's going to be moderating a couple of panels. So it's going to be virtual this year and we all know why, but it's gonna be just as wonderful and informative as it's always been. And um, it's a great opportunity for anyone that tunes in to see what Emily's List does. And then also what I hope happens is that there are women that watch and go, I could run and I should probably reach out to them about what I'd like to do in my community to make things better. And I think that's that's really what the event is for is to, to spark that idea of, of being a, a candidate and winning and letting Emily's List be the, the, the thing that gets you across the finish line. There are more events for Emily's List throughout the year as well. Oh, yes. What, what else does Emily's List do? Well, the funny thing is this past year, we've had a lot of panels and um, opportunities. Some of them are, are fundraising in nature because one of the big parts of running for office is you have to raise money because you right. want to be able to be out on the road to tell people about yourself or send out mailers and all that. So a lot of the things that we do are, hey, you need to meet this person. And it's not come pay this money. It's come meet this person because once you meet this woman, you're going to want her to win whatever she's running for. And you'll want to give her $20 or whatever it is to help her um, make that happen. So we do a lot of events like that. Um, if there's important issues, um, I, I'll say this, this is a point of uh, preference for myself, privilege, privilege, preference for myself. When um, we had four amazing um, senators running for office, I was able to interview each one of them. So right before uh, Vice President Harris was, was named as um, President Biden's choice, I interviewed um, Senator Harris, uh, Senator Klobuchar, Senator Gillibrand, and Senator Warren. And that for me was a huge honor, but that was an Emily's List event just so that people could really get another taste of who these amazing women are. So it's always focused on democratic women. It's always focused on pro-choice women. And it's always focused on people that we believe are gonna change the world. And each one of them does in some way or another. I, love that. I think this is so, so important. Mm -hmm. And do you also um, for this event have governor, New Mexico governor, Michelle, yes, Michelle Grisham. She will be there too. I'm sorry, that was the one name that didn't didn't fly off my, my tongue. But yes, she will be there as well. She's just she's amazing. Great, yes, amazing role model. And mm -hmm. you know, I think it's so so important at always and especially right now for Emily's list should, to be out there and raising money for pro-choice candidates. Yeah, because um, reproductive rights have never been under so much assault. And now we have a very su conservative Supreme Court. Yeah, it's it's very necessary. And I, I think that it's important. What I love about whenever Emily's list is mentioned, it we say democratic pro-choice women. So let there be no doubt that this is the, everyone that is, is vetted and, and pushed forward by Emily's list will have those two qualifications for sure, many others, but those two for sure. And I think that's really important so that they know what everyone that, that 
tunes in or, or comes to an event, they know what we're about and they know why it's so important for us to do what we do. Mm-hmm. You are very um, open and outspoken mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. your views and about your views supporting women and yep. supporting criminal justice reform. Um, I've been following you on Twitter and you're <laughs> oh, Thanks, guys. I'm like fangirling I'm like, YMB. Oh, yeah. thanks, Allie. <laughs> Me too. And you're so informative. And I love how you jump on news, like how you were right there immediately telling people yesterday after the news about the Johnson Johnson vaccine came out. Mm-hmm. Tell us how safe is it? It's it's really safe. It's We're safe. Out. Yeah. And I loved, I loved your response too. I retweeted what you said too, Bonnie, oh, because okay. you know, the thing is it's six people and in, in, in no way making light of what these six women are going through. It's it tariff blood clots are terrifying, but what we know because of co- after COVID is that getting a blood clot when you have COVID is worse. And there's way more people that get blood clots from COVID. Yeah. So we have to really, and, and everything else from smoking, there's more that get them, more people get them from smoking, more people get them from birth control pills. There's a lot of things in this world that cause blood clots. You can fly on a plane and get a, a blood clot, right? So it's important to not act as if this vaccine all of a sudden has become, you know, the enemy number one. I do love that the um, F, this uh, CDC decided to pull it and, or pause for a minute just to figure out what's going on. And that should make anyone that's a little bit reticent about getting the vaccine realize they really do care that we survive this, right? That's a that's right. a sign that they care. But I don't think anyone should be afraid to get vaccinated because they took it off the market because of these six um, people with blood clots because it's such a small percentage. It's minuscule. Right. When you, that's six right. people out of a million, that's, you can't quantify that. It's, yeah. I think, six people out of six women out of almost seven million. Yeah. Wow. So even more. There you go. Got that's less a... than one in a million chance. That's right. It. And I think COVID is something like if you get hospitalized, you've got a one in 20 chance. That's right. Uh, and if you have COVID and you're sick at home, you have one in a hundred chance. See, there you go. That's why it's important to share this stuff. And that's going back to your, your first comment. That's why I do it because I think sometimes we, there's a lot of clickbait. There's a lot of people reading just the headline and not opening up the story to read it, not vetting the person that wrote the story. And there's a lot of people that are afraid to get vaccinated. And I don't, I don't fault them for the fear because it's scary. Everything we've been through in the last year and a half has been scary, but we have to educate ourselves and we have to understand, you know, I stepped on a rusty nail once and I ran to the doctor to get my tetanus shot. I didn't spend any time trying to figure out if, if, if whether if I had trusted that this shot that had been around People knew that this is what you take when you step step on a rusty nail. And we now have a vaccine that you take, three of them, four of them, that you take when you're when you're facing a pandemic like COVID. So I, this is not hard to me. So I try to use my platform to just spread the word whenever I can. And have you been vaccinated? I have. I, I got Pfizer. I'm fully vaccinated. Woo. Um, and also, too, I mean, obviously in the last year, but prior to the last year, I think mm-hmm. that now more people are just maybe paying attention. Um, you have used your platform to elevate the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. um, to talk about, you know, criminal justice reform. Obviously, this past week, um, Dante Wright is a big name that we are hearing. Um, any just comments on that and, and just the message that you would like people to hear loud and clear? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know that people fully understand what Black people feel in this country, what it's like to be a Black person. I posted something on Twitter the other day, uh, I was like 8.30 and I, I put my, I went to bed at 8.30 for the first time since I was like 12. Mm-hmm. I purposely shut off the world and went to bed at 8.30 because my heart was so heavy. Because mm-hmm. it's the feeling of every single day you see yourself or someone that looks like you or your brother or your, your sister as prey. Mm-hmm. We are prey. It's no different from Strange Fruit that Billie Holiday sung about. We are literally littering the streets with our bodies unarmed people gunned down because of a traffic stop, a routine traffic stop. And this is the air fresheners. It's ridiculous. Air fresheners in his car. And this is the thing, even if they had a busted taillight or had gone through a red light, that's not a death sentence or it shouldn't be right. right? So this idea that um, it's open season on black people and all you have to do is say you were afraid or you thought it was your apartment or you thought you were holding, holding a taser and everybody goes, okay, it's, it's, it's an honest mistake. Is it though? Someone's dead. Yes. It's, 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 it scares me. And every single day of my life, every time I'm in my car, if a cop pulls up behind me, I am terrified. And that is something that I don't know how to even quantify. I, I want to tell a quick story. I, years ago, I co-hosted the Jeff Probst show with Jeff Probst. Um, I did like 40 episodes with him. Great time. And one day, this is long before Black Lives Matter. One day, Jeff was telling a story. We were talking about getting pulled over by police. And Jeff was telling a story about he was in his neighborhood and he did a rolling stop. And he said the cop pulled him over and he talked about how angry he was that this cop stopped him over at the rolling stop. And it's my neighborhood and I know where I'm going and nobody just ranting and raving. And he said, and I told the cop, and I stopped Jeff, which I never did. I would never, it's his show. I would never stop a mid-story, but I stopped a mid-story and I said, looked right in the camera. And I said, if you are black, please never do this. And Jeff was like, what are you talking about? You can say whatever you want to a cop. I said, you can say whatever you want to a cop. Black people cannot. And so this is not even new. We've always known that when we are faced with someone with a authority and a gun, that our lives are in danger. And that's what the talk that Black people give their kids all the time is all about. So. Right. And it's like, you can't, there's nothing that you can do. That's right. I mean, look at that poor Lieutenant Nazario in Virginia. He tried to do everything right. He got into a brightly lit area. He put his hands outside the car so they could see he had nothing in his hands and the cops still. And the idea, think about this, Bonnie, the idea that he would not even take off his seatbelt because he thought as soon as one of my hands leaves his eyesight, he's going to think I'm reaching for a weapon, even though he asked me to reach for it. Right. Right. So it's, you can't, you just can't win. And it came out today that Eric Garner is, is um, the, the lieutenant's uh, family member. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's an uncle or a cousin, they're related in somehow. And so what they learned after Eric Garner, what we all learned, we, a lot of us knew is if you're ever pulled over, be as polite and deescalate. And I'm thinking you you have a gun on you. You're the one that should be nervous or scared or frustrated. They're the professional. Why do I have to be calm? so that the professional doesn't kill me. Like you want to talk about adrenaline and being scared. The gun is pointed at me. Exactly. I'm having the fight or flight response. 
So it's just, you, you can't win. It has to all be reformed. It all has to all be thought over. And if you looked at Ava DuVernay has this great documentary called 13th, talking about the 13th amendment. Right. If you watch that documentary, you find out that cops came from slave cha- uh, catchers. Yeah. Yes. This is all connected. Slavery. Right. And so the idea of hearing someone say, you will do what I say, do what, you know, it, it, I'm afraid to get out the car. You should be. That is something that a slave catcher would say to an enslaved person back in the day. You do what I say. You don't get to choose. It's exactly the same energy. Well, the thing that's, uh, I think, so terrifying on top of all of this is that I think, you know, everybody's been told that, you know, in order to change things, we must vote. We mm-hmm. must vote to change, uh, you know, the, the people who in power so that the laws can change and the rules mm-hmm. can change. But now we've got um, new, like, what is it, up to 360 new voter suppression laws in about 43 states. Yep. And some of the states, they're already passing, like in Georgia, they're on their way to passing in Texas. Yep. So we may not have that option. What do you feel about the voter suppression, these voter suppression laws? Well, first of all, I think they're evil. That's mm-hmm. a given. Um, I think they're racist in nature and they're Jim Crow laws. So all of that is what I feel about it. The other thing that I want people to remember is that, um, one, I believe that the con- that Congress will um, pass the John Lewis Act. I do believe that the voting, we're gonna get the Voting Rights Act back. I believe that, That's, I have to believe that. But aside from that, what we are learning from this is that you can't just show up every four years and vote for, you literally have to vote every single time they open the polls and you have to vote for every one. Because a lot of these legislature slaters making these decisions are people that got in on an off year. Mm-hmm. You know, they got in and nobody, they ran unopposed or they ran and nobody really knew who they were. You know, a politics is local. And I, I think we understand that now more than anything, because even when uh, Donald Trump was trying to steal the election from Joe Biden, he kept going to little tiny he, to cities and going, hey, what, what, how do you feel about this county? Can we can we uh, throw out the votes for this county? It doesn't get more local than that. The, the quote unquote president of the United States is trying to throw out Fulton County. One county. So that tells you that every, whoever is over that, that board of elections matters. Whoever's over every board of elections matters. Like the, the law that's in Georgia, where they're basically saying that a certain group of Republicans, if they don't like the, the results, they can toss them out. Right. Those people were voted in. Yes. So they- if you did not vote in the election where those people got in, that's why we have those people in office now. So you got to vote every single time. And I pray that the Voting Rights Act passes so we're allowed to. Wouldn't it be nice to be allowed to vote? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think too, in Georgia specifically, hopefully this like celebrity push of like pulling production out of there. Mm -hmm. You know, Will Smith just pulled out the other day um, and not leaving the economy anymore there, which has kept them afloat, um, will be helpful. I hope that that works on them. And, you know, listen, I feel for the people of Georgia, because I know um, Stacey Abrams was saying, you know, let's find another way besides boycott, boycotting, because when you boycott a state, the, the poorer people are the ones that suffer. Um, the sad thing is, you know, a lot of these people don't listen unless money's affected. Mm-hmm. So the only reason that a Republican will do what's right is if their money or their buddy's money is affected. So it's like, I, I don't even know how you thread that needle. You know, how do you do what's right and not harm the people that already being harmed it's rough yeah. but i applaud that, will smith do yeah. you think that more 
um, producers, production companies will pull out of working in Georgia and other states that are passing no, it's, it's hard for me to say that I hope for that again because of the people that will be affected. But I'll say this, I'll think long and hard before I say yes to working in Georgia. Mm. I don't I don't want to contribute to um, uh, a state that doesn't think people that look like me have the right to vote or have the right to get some water or a piece of pizza passed to them while they wait. Uh, you know, because the reason they're waiting is because you've taken out all the drop boxes and you limited the hours that people can vote and the days they can vote. So if you got rid of that, there wouldn't even be a line and people wouldn't be thirsty and hungry for eight hours. You know what I mean? Like it's all connected. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like it's a it's solution to a problem that they created. A solution like, with quotes. What I'm hoping is that that will really be affected is these corporations that are speaking, speaking out, issuing statements. They actually pull their donations from I mean, those candidates and from the, the party the republican party doing this i mean well, they pull them they pull them while everybody's watching like we saw after george floyd died we saw yeah. or was murdered excuse me after george floyd was murdered we saw you know all the little black squares and the black lives matter but if you look at the the boardrooms and the executive suites of all of those companies with black squares would you see black people and i bet you you, you still would not so it's cute it's cute it's nice but it's not effective unless you actually change. Mm -hmm. So, um, and one other thing I wanted to ask about too is um, your love for books, for reading. Yeah. You're an author yourself. Um, you're yeah. raising money, or you're doing like a book donation. Um, well, no, I'm doing. Are you talking about from Donors Choose or yeah, Donors Choose? Yeah, Donors Choose. I mean, not just books. I'm on the the board. I'm vice vice uh, chairperson of the Donors Choose yeah. board as well. It's my two amazing two of the amazing boards that I'm honored to be on. And Donors Choose, for those who don't know, is a great organization that provides supplies to teachers. So a teacher will say, hey, I wanna, I wanna give everybody a 64 box of crayons, which is the first um, uh, project that I funded. And, you know, cause I grew up in East Cleveland, a, a single parent home, we didn't have a lot of money. And I didn't, I never had a 64 box of crayons. That was mine. I always shared my box of crayons with my brother. Um, and so the idea of having your own 64 box of crayon, crayons is life-changing or can be when I mean, you think about possibilities, right, for a kid. So the teacher says, I want to do this. They put up how much it is. It's $200 or whatever it is for all my students. And then donors who are us, we say, I have five on it or I want to I fund the whole thing. And then you end up getting thank you notes from the kids. Mine came in crayon. So, I mean, this is like a great organization. It could be something as small as crayons. It can go up to... Uh, uh, Apple uh, iPads for my class. Um, it's some of them are basic needs uh, requests where you're in a school system where there's, there's not a lot of money. The, the kids don't have a lot of money. So they'll ask for coats or gloves in the winter, or they'll ask for, I'd like to have granola bars in my room for when the babies come to school and they're hungry. And could you please donate? Like it's, it's across the board. So I did Will of Fortune. I was grateful to win $50,000 on there. And I, and donors choose my charity. So that money went towards um, anything they wanted to put it towards. And to my surprise, they, they sent the money to all projects that dealt with kindness in my name. So we cleared out a lot of, of uh, teachers lists um, with that money, which was a great thing. So I think that's what you're talking about. And a lot of them were book related and it's really a wonderful organization. I promise if you go to donorschoose.org once you will be in love and you'll go back all the time. That is a wonderful organization. And just getting back to what we were speaking about before, it makes it all mm -hmm. the more important, the work that you're doing with Emily's List, because it, voting is still absolutely critical and in 
local elections, yep. state elections, every election. Every election. And here, Emily's list, they're supporting candidates for all of this variety of yeah. elections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really a wonderful organization. And um, I, listen, the, as I started my career and started to move into the public space in a lot of ways, my I had career dreams and then I had dreams for me as a human being, like uh, the tithe that I would pay for being on this earth and being a part of organizations like Emily's List where I get to help democratic pro-choice women do wonderful things for people or donors choose where you get to help teachers build the minds of these our next leaders is everything. And it's important for everyone, no matter what size of your platform to find a way to give back in some way that people can feel. Your life cannot be just about you and what you're doing and what you're wearing and your lip gloss. And it can't be that. It has to be more. And you have to find a way to make your life about more. How have you done during quarantine? And you're, are you living, is your dad living with you still? Yeah. Yes, I've had my dad. I'm, I'm his sole caregiver. I've had him since 2012. Um, we're doing well. You know, dementia is unwieldy. So, you know, I'm saying that today and tomorrow I'll be in fetal position crying because I can't get him to eat anything. But it, it is a, it's a, every day is an up and down situation, but I have said always, it is the, the toughest, best thing I've done or the best tough thing that I've ever done. I am the keeper of his memories. I am overjoyed that I get to walk with him on this leg of his journey. Insofar as uh, the pandemic, um, he and I and my dog have been up in this house together and I have been sitting in this chair, zooming across the world. I've, I've moderated panels for Comic Con and DC, um, their version of Comic Con. And I've talked to amazing women running for office and I've, you know, played game shows. Like, I feel like I've done everything from this chair community. We had it, we did, we raised money for a food bank, you know? So it's been a very busy uh, year and a half from this room um, to staying safe. And, you know, Big Shot on Disney Plus, I got to shoot that even during the pandemic. So that was wonderful. John Stamos and all of that wonderfulness. Do that and do it safely. You know, it took us three calendar years. We started shooting uh, Big Shot um, at the end of 2019, November of 2019. We shot until COVID came for us all. So until March of 2020, then we were off again, uh, seven months until October. We came back and did two more months. And then we came back in January of 2021 to finish the last, I think, three episodes. So we shot 10 episodes over uh, three calendar years and we were getting tested almost every day. We had COVID tests every three days. We had, um, you had to have, I think, two weeks of COVID tests before you could even set on, on set. We kept our mask and our shield on unless we were actually saying lines. So everywhere we went, we were always protected. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot. And it was scary because, you know, beginning of COVID, we didn't know what and why and how, you know? So I remember before they shut us down, for the, the city shut down, we were in the makeup trailer every few seconds hearing about another show that had a positive. So who oh, they got CSI? I'm just saying a name. CSI's not right. CSI's coming back, but it's not on right now. But I'm just saying that name. But it was oh, see, they got they got Spider Man set, you know. So as you're watching it happen, so you know everything was shut down, you know. So we watched it like tick tick down like a time bomb almost. Right. I know. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, Yvette, before we we um say goodbye today, I have to ask how your Twitter romance with Chris Evans is going. <laughs> <laughs> My Twitter bay is doing great, doing great. I will, I'll let everyone know that we are not just, we are just Twitter bays. That, that part is true, but we don't just talk on Twitter. Like we have each other's numbers and we, we text and all that. So it's, you know, and he's a good guy. Chris Evans is, 
um, lovely. Like he, he's everything you imagine Captain America to be. That's who Chris Evans is. He's a lovely man. And um, I'm honored to be his friend in real life and his girlfriend on Twitter. Aww. And he's also <laughs> very committed to voting. He is. And progressive causes. Mm -hmm. A starting point is his great um, app that he created, he and his, his partners created. To what I love about it is that it's bipartisan and it's an opportunity for you to go to the app and get the answers about your questions right from the politician. So there's no talking heads, there's no media. It's you going to, you know, Elizabeth Warren and saying, or listening to Elizabeth Warren tell you about something that matters to her right from her mouth. Um, it's really, it's really a great app and I'll check that out too. I feel like I'm promoting everything, but, uh, a starting point ASP <laughs> well, is really you've got awesome. lots. You, yeah. You yes. Lots to tell us all about. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, listen, it's been terrific to have you on our Hollywood Life podcast and to meet you in person, not just on Twitter. Yeah. And we will keep following you on Twitter and on Instagram. And we're going to look forward to Big Shot and everyone should tune in Disney Plus April 16th. Mm -hmm. And also, um, you know, congrats on the Emily's List incredible panel, first mm -hmm. but not the last, which is honoring women who are groundbreakers and they are, and they're not going to be the last ones because That's Emily's right. List is going to continue to support those women. It's April 20th. And, and can I say something to you, Ms. Bonnie Fuller? This is our first meeting, but I consider it an honor to get to be in this little Zoom bubble with you. I have been a fan of you as a writer and editor and uh, content creator for many years. And um, when we were putting the, the, the jigsaw puzzle together of, of speaking, doing all this press, I was like, we got to get Bonnie in there. And I got to talk to Bonnie. So oh. I'm so excited that I got to have this, this chance and also to meet you, Allie. It was a joy. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like mm -hmm. Well, let's keep in touch. Yes, <laughs> let's. Thank you so much. Thank you. Brown. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.